Welcome everyone as uh, we are now live on Facebook with the proper episode of First Chapter Fun, episode 356, and we are live as well on Instagram. <laughs> so we'll just wipe everything that happened um, from our collective minds and I'll start again. How about that? Yes, let's do that. So I hope people are finding me on Facebook. Um, welcome. It's Tuesday. It's 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and this is First Chapter Fun. My name is Hannah Mary McKinnon. I'm a crime and a romantic comedy author, also known as Holly Cassidy. And this is the place on Facebook and Instagram where my partner in fictional crime, Hank Philippi Ryan, and I bring you the first chapter of a different book every Tuesday. Now, we're having some technical issues that I can see. I'm just going to, I'm doing, well, I have you live here. Um, I'm just going to do some stuff on Instagram and Facebook and hopefully people are going to find me there. I'm just going to check because right now I see one person um, on Facebook, which is a little bit uh, odd. Just, just bear with me while I fiddle around and figure out the um, the stuff because this is the second time now that we go live via StreamYard or that I've gone live via StreamYard and we haven't landed on Facebook. So I don't know what's going on, but I see the numbers are ticking up. So I'm definitely there. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> oh, geez. What a nightmare. Anyway, here we are. First chapter fun. Tuesday, 12.30, Hannah, Hannah Mary McKinnon, partner in fictional crime, Hank Philippi Ryan. This is episode 356 of First Chapter Fun, and we're so thrilled that you're here. Apologies to everyone coming on on Facebook. I have no idea what's going on and why, um, why the broadcast didn't work. It's a mystery. It's just a big black hole of Facebook and, and the connection with StreamYard. Who knows? Um, hello. I now see people um, joining us. I see Carla and Jean as well on Facebook. I see Andy and Shannon and Katie and lots and lots and lots of people. Fantastic. Well, I was going to do a bit of a do and ask how you all are, but I'll, I'll keep that really short. I hope you're all well. I hope everyone is fit and healthy. And it's already November. Can you believe that? Our clocks here in Canada uh, went back. We gained an hour. I don't mind that. That's okay with me. I'll be happy in the spring when the evenings are longer. Um, so here we are. Uh, first chapter fun on a <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> can you hear that buzzing? Can anyone hear that buzzing? A really high pitch buzzing? Excuse me for a minute. Um, we have an alarm system um, and uh, yeah, some stuff is going on with it. So it just started beeping and I had, anyway, just, it's all good. It's Tuesday. We're live. Stuff happens. <laughs> we just got to go on with it, right? No, not a smoke alarm, not a fire alarm. Everything's fine. Don't worry. Hold on. Is the ground? No, I'm just kidding. It's all good. We're completely fine. Um, so <laughs> oven timer. No. <laughs> okay. Let me just 
refocus and actually start this episode of First Chapter Fun by introducing you to today's author. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you, unless you're, you've already met or read Jean, it's Jean Meltzer, and we are reading from, let me see if I can get that to focus properly, Kissing Kosher, here we go, by Jean Meltzer, which is out now. I read this book, and it was such a delight, A, to read, and and reading again, um, because Hank and I always practice, of course, before we don't just show up and read. That would be ambitious. Uh, but it was so, so lovely to read again and to meet Avital and Ethan for the second time. It's just absolutely wonderful. It's a fantastic book, super funny. And Jean Meltzer is one of the nicest people you will meet. And it's just, it's a wonder. I can't start smiling, see? It really is a wonderful, wonderful book. Jean says, thank you for having me here. It's our pleasure. We're so excited to be able to read for you. This has been in the works for what, I know, 10 months or something? I don't know, <laughs> a long, long time. The book is out now, Kissing Kosher is out now. Um, so you can get your hands on it now. Don't do it right, right, right now, obviously. Do it once we've finished the reading. And we also have a giveaway going on. Um, I'm gonna tell you that about that in a minute. And trust me, it's not something that you'll want to miss. So I'm gonna tell you all about that in just a second. Okay, so. The ridiculous alarm has stopped <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, people are finding us on Facebook. The numbers have ticked up. This is glorious. I see tons of comments. Jean is here and uh, also on Instagram. I see everything, everything, everything's, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I've just jinxed it. I bet you. So um, I'm just going to and uh, um, start introducing you to Jean. There's so many lovely, lovely comments here. Oh, wow. Um, hello from MN. That's Minnesota, right? Is that right? I'm reading The Christmas Wager. Oh, thank you. That's my rom-com. It's, where is it? Back here. Here. There. There. There it is. Uh, and, and she says, love the title of Kissing Kosher. Sounds like a fun, light read. It is. It's hilarious and fun and absolutely brilliant. Um, and I'm sure that you're going to enjoy it very, very much. So, let me introduce you to Jean, and then I'm going to tell you all about the book and the giveaway, and then I'll read chapter one in its entirety. So I'd better get going so I don't go over time. So here we go. This is Jean. Jean Meltzer studied dramatic writing at NYU Tisch and has earned numerous awards for her work in television, including a daytime Emmy. She spent five years in rabbinical school just before before her chronic illness forced her to withdraw, and her father told her she should write a book. Just not a Jewish one, because nobody reads those. He was wrong, Dad. Dad Meltzer, you were wrong. Kissing Kosher is her third novel. Now, let me tell you where you can find Jean. So, Facebook page is Jean Meltzer Author, Instagram Jean Meltzer, the website jeanmeltzer.com. And a huge thank you to Jean and also to her publisher, HarperCollins, um, for allowing us to read today. We never, ever, ever read without the permission of the author and the publisher, because that would be so wrong and rude. So we don't do that. So a huge thank you to you, Jean, for allowing us to read for you today. Welcome everybody who's just finding us. Um, 
We're reading from Kissing Kosher by Jean Meltzer today. So let me tell you about the giveaway that we've got going on. I say we, it's actually Jean. It's not, it's not Hank and I. This is Jean and her publisher. They are offering um, a book on both Facebook and Instagram, but I saw a post. Don't go and look at it now. Just you're gonna have to trust me. There's other stuff going on with the the, the giveaway. There's swag, there's a t-shirt, and I think I saw earrings and a bracelet and all kinds of really fun stuff. So make sure to enter the giveaway. You do the following on facebook facebook <laughs> wrong one on facebook please leave a comment or a question for jean right now um well you can all do that actually until midnight eastern time tonight if you're watching on replay because that's um the moment that the giveaway will close so on facebook if you're watching on facebook make sure you leave a comment or a question for jean by midnight eastern time tonight tuesday november 7th on Instagram, this is you kids over here, you have to leave a comment for Jean now. Yes, yes, I said it now, right now, or at least before the end of the broadcast, because if you don't, you will not be entered for a chance to win the book and all these goodies from Jean, because the comments disappear. That's just a weird Instagram thing that's still going on. Fix it, Instagram. So make sure if you're watching on Instagram, Leave a comment and a question for Jean now. Hank says, hurry. Yes. <laughs> Get those comments in. Indeed. Yes, Steph. Let's absolutely do that. So make sure you do that. Instagram, do it now. Facebook, yeah, I mean, you can still do it now. There's no harm, is there? At least that way you'll be sure to be entered for a chance to win a copy of today's featured book by today's wonderful author, Jean Meltzer, and her third novel, Kissing Kosher. She's also written that, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, Mr. Perfect on paper. Couldn't couldn't think of the name. I could see I can see the, the 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 title, and it's absolutely brilliant. Pick up any of her books. Kissing Kosher is out now, um, so you can obviously get hold of it as soon as I'm done the reading. Don't go anywhere because I'm going to read you the description of the book, and then I'll jump straight into chapter one. So this is Kissing Kosher, which is out now. Step one, get the secret recipe. Step two, don't fall in love. Avital Cohen isn't wearing underpants, woefully for unsexy reasons. Chronic pelvic pain has forced her to sideline her photography dreams and her love life. It's all she can do to manage her family's kosher bakery, Best Babka in Brooklyn, without collapsing. She needs hired help, and distractingly handsome Ethan Lipman seems the perfect fit. Except Ethan isn't there to work. He's undercover, at the behest of his iron-fisted grandfather. Though Lipman's is a household name when it comes to mass-produced kosher-baked goods, they don't have the charm of Avatar's bakery, or her grandfather's world-famous pumpkin-spiced Babka recipe. As they bake side by side, Ethan soon finds himself more interested in Avital than in stealing family secrets, especially as he helps her find the chronic pain relief and pleasure she's been missing. But perfecting the recipe for romance calls for leaving out the lies, even if coming clean means risking everything. 
Kissing Kosher is out now. And this is chapter one. Avital Cohen wasn't wearing underwear. Standing behind the front counter of Best Babka in Brooklyn, holding their signature pink box in one hand and a pair of tongs in the other, she tried to ignore the pain radiating through her lower abdomen. Despite the fact there was a line spreading around the block and Shabbat was less than four hours away, the middle-aged woman with streaks of purple in her hair was taking her sweet time. I've got three black and white biscotti, Mrs. Purpleman said, speaking into her cell phone. Four confetti rugula, one hala. I know, I know, but Alyssa is on one of her health kicks again. Her name wasn't Mrs. Purpleman. It was just one of many nicknames that Avital had created in order to remember customers. Mrs. Purpleman was, in fact, Mrs. Pearlman, and Avital had come up with the name because she wore her hair styled into a bob and dyed a deep maroon, the effect of which always managed to look purple. Mrs. Purpleman had been a long-time customer of Best Babka in Brooklyn, arriving like clockwork every Friday morning to stock up on Shabbat goodies for her family. But if I buy two halas, Mrs. Purpleman sighed heavily into her cell, she'll say I'm not validating her feelings. Avital glanced down the long line and wondered when Mrs. Purpleman, a professional go-getter when it came to lengthy and irrational amounts of indecision at the counter, would finally notice the eye rolls behind her and make a choice. Well, how do you think she'll feel about some apple cake macaroons? Mrs. Purpleman asked into her phone. Avital interrupted. Those are really good. She looked up. Really? Avital began loading three cookies into the box. They're always a huge seller on Fridays, she said, putting a fourth into the box that was angling in the direction of Mrs. Purpleman. Can I help you with anything else today? Oh... Mrs. Purpleman placed one finger on her chin. Well, I guess not. All at once, she felt bad for losing her patience. Normally, Abital was good with the clientele. She could typically deal with indecisive customers and long lines and the total lack of smiles or gratitude that came with the Shabbat rush hour. But today, she was once again dealing with a flare-up of her chronic pain condition. She'd since been diagnosed with interstitial cystitis two years ago at the age of 22. Her life could be boiled down to one phrase. She came, she saw, she realised she needed to pee and quickly stop whatever she was doing in order to find a bathroom. Tell you what, Avatar said, grabbing two pink boxes tied up in white twine from a shelf behind her. Why don't I throw in two pumpkin spice babkas for free? For free? Mrs. Perkman asked, confused. I know I'm rushing you here, Avital said, bouncing up and down in her spot. It's just, it's an emergency, Mrs. Perlman. Mrs. Perkman finally twisted in her spot and noticed the line. Oh, Avital, she said, touching her heart, embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I didn't even realise. It's okay. No. No, 
She shook her head, apologising profusely. My husband always says, Goldie, you take too much time with everything. Just make a decision. I don't know why it's always so hard for me. I just get nervous, you know, and Alyssa's going through this whole phase where everything I do is wrong. I know, Mrs. Pullman, Abital said gently before angling to move her along. You have a good Shabbat, OK? I'll see you next week. Handing the box to Tootles at the front counter, Abital began calling out the order. One pan marzipan, she shouted over the hum of the crowds. Three black and white biscotti, four confetti rugelachs, one challah, four apple cake macaroons. What about the bobkas? Toothles called back. On the house, Avatel said, and swiftly began taking off her apron. Her break came just in time. Her twin brother, Josh, had just returned from his lunch break. Baruch Hashem, she said, taking off her apron and handing it to him. I'm good today, huh? Josh asked sympathetically. You have no idea. Avital escaped through the back door, sprinting down the hall toward her office, where she could enjoy the privileges of an attached private bathroom. As she closed the door behind her, the vent fan and light turned on, buzzing into a familiar hum. Considering how much time she spent there, her mother had tried to spruce up the place, make it feel more homey and comfortable, with the addition of fancy pink soap and a small dish full of potpourri. Instead, all the floral scents really managed to do was seep into her frizzy hair and make her smell like a cherry cough syrup. Sitting down on the toilet, Avital shut her eyes and tried to breathe through the pain. The burning, aching pressure increased, her stomach cramped. Really, what she needed to do was take the day off, lie in bed with ice between her legs and a heating pad on top of her belly, drowning in rescues, the colloquial term for the over-the-counter medications and non-traditional remedies used when the pain was at its worst. Unfortunately, going home wasn't an option. Even though she'd specifically returned to work at Best Babka in Brooklyn for the familial benefit of taking off as needed, a luxury not afforded to most anyone living with chronic pain and chronic illness, they were desperate. With its lines out the door and rapidly expanding social media presence, the bakery needed support staff as much as it needed flour. A small whine of pain escaped her lips as she finished her business. She waited for relief, for the feeling of better to return to her body, but the pain was relentless. That was the hardest part of it, really, the fact that it never stopped, the fact that it just went on and on, sometimes shifting form, but never being eradicated completely. Returning to the front counter, she found both Tootles and Josh sweating bullets, working hard to fill orders. As general manager, Abital didn't often work the front counter, but Sarah, one of their bakers, had a custody hearing in Manhattan to attend that day. Avital threw on an apron and scanned the line. Though it seemed impossible, the crowd cramming the front entrance had doubled in size during the three minutes she was stuck in the bathroom. Avital grabbed a pink box. Next, she called out. A young woman with a baby angled on the edge of her hip stepped forward. What can I get you? Avital asked. Two colors, 
Mother Russia said, the thick accent that had earned her the nickname from Avital evident in her voice. Upside, Mother Russia was always decisive. She came in, ordered quickly and left. She also never smiled or said thank you, which, weirdly enough, actually felt like a gift. Avital didn't have to fake wellness. She didn't have to smile through her pain. She could be just like Mother Russia, totally unconcerned about American social norms. Anything else? Avatar said. No, Mother Russia said, catching the teething giraffe just before it fell to the floor. Great. Avatar handed off the box to Josh. She was just about to call out the order when the sight of a young man pushing his way through the crowd caught her attention. Holy pumpkin spice barker. Avital faltered. The tongs dangled unused in her hands. Her lower lip parted from the top, jaw dropping. The long line dissipated into silence. There were 25 people waiting at the counter, but her eyes were transfixed on the stranger. He was exactly her type. Square shoulders, tangled dark curls that lifted like swirls of icing off a perfectly moulded face the most gloriously prominent nose. He was a recipe of charm, all plated together by a navy blue peacoat and grey fitted trousers. He made his way through the crowd, tapping old ladies on the shoulders to offer apologies as he squeezed past. She couldn't help but be curious. Avital knew most everyone who came into the shop on Friday. They were locals and diehards, People who, like her own family, never skipped a Shabbat. And then Prince Charming cut the line. Her ire began to rise. There was nothing she hated more on a busy Shabbat afternoon than a person who cheated the system. Prince Charming suddenly morphed into Sir Cheat-a-Lot. Excuse me, Avatar said, pointing her tongs at his head. There's a line. Sir Cheetalot smiled nervously. Uh, no, I, I don't think... Yeah, Avatar said, rolling her eyes. I know, your Shabbat dinner is very important, far more important than the other 300 people waiting before you. She turned to Mrs Grossman, waiting patiently with her pocketbook directly behind him. Can I help you today, Mrs Grossman? Oh, yes, the old woman said, leaning over the counter. I'll take four black and white cookies. Avital grabbed a pink box, so Cheetalot decided to tempt fate and her patience on a high pain day. I'm sorry, he said, his perfectly adorable cheeks turning red in the process. I, I, I think you're misunderstanding my intention here. Avital didn't have time for this. She glanced over to Rafi, a plump middle-aged Israeli they'd hired for security, and waved him forward. Rafi, Avatar shouted. Can you please show our guests where the line begins? Not problem, Avi, Rafi said and moved to escort the young trespasser outside. Avatar returned her attention to dear sweet Mrs Grossman. Rafi grabbed the young man by his arm, but Sir Cheetalot shrugged out of his grasp and reached into the backpack he was wearing, pulling out a piece of paper. I'm here for the job interview, he said, speaking quickly, waving it in her direction. Avital stopped serving Mrs Grossman. What? My name's Ethan Rosenberg, he explained, nervously glancing towards Ruffy. 
I have an interview scheduled with the general manager here at 2.30. I believe her name's... He glanced down at his sheet to double-check. Avital Cohen. We confirmed by email on Monday. Avital squeezed her eyes shut, wanting to die of embarrassment. She'd completely forgotten. Then again, she'd been up all night, every hour, on the hour, using the bathroom only to return to bed, exhausted and miserable, with pelvic spasms that didn't let her sleep. Was it any wonder she was forgetting job interviews with desperately needed help? Or that the hours were painfully and purposefully slipping by, focused on other things? Avital waved Rafi off. Then, handing Mrs Grossman off to Josh, she directed her attention back to the handsome interloper. Come with me, she said, raising the entrance to the front counter. She had to press her body all the way back to allow him to pass. The wool of the merino sweater he was wearing beneath his coat, his broad and apparently extremely fit chest, swiped against her own. Sorry, she said, straightening her back. It's tight. No problem, he grinned. She blanked. She knew there were words in her vocabulary and that she was supposed to be using them, but all she could focus on was his scent. He smelled incredible, like the leaves of a freshly cut eucalyptus plant, woodsy and delectable. It was not like her to get so flustered around a man. She considered herself far too practical to be the type of woman who gave in to romantic whims. But he had this bold sort of confidence in the way he walked, and his sense of fashion was impeccable, and all that masculine energy brushing up against her reminded her that she hadn't had sex in years. It made her feel vulnerable, exposed. Avatar thought back to his resume. I'm sure you're used to working in much bigger places. Bigger isn't necessarily better, he said, as if anticipating her own misgivings. His voice was deep and dreamy. There's a lot that can be learned from working in more challenging spaces. He was saying all the right things. He was stoking her imagination too. Avital needed to get a grip, especially since her twin brother was side-eyeing them curiously from the counter. She waved Ethan to follow, leading him down the hallway and back to her main office in order to begin his interview. Even though she knew as sure as the burning pain radiating through her lower abdomen, that there was no way in Olam Habat she would ever hire him. And that was, let me get this back up on my, oh gosh, I, that was a long chapter there. <laughs> I wanted to read it all. Kissing Kosher by Jean Meltzer. It is out now. It's glorious. It is so funny. It's poignant. It's an absolutely stellar, lovely, lovely, lovely read. And I think you will fall in love with Ethan and with Avital just as swiftly as I did. So make sure you pick up a copy. Make sure. In <laughs> Jean says, that's so funny. Hannah, your Hebrew is so good. Ah, I have an advantage. Thank, thank you, first of all. That's a, that, that I, I practiced a little bit. Um, but I think the the my Swiss German and my German helped with that. <laughs> so Jean, you just asking on Instagram, do you do I choose the winner now? Make a note of the handle of your winner's handle and you can contact them thereafter 
um, send them a direct message. That's absolutely fine on Instagram. On Facebook, we'll leave the giveaway open until midnight Eastern time tonight. So don't worry about choosing somebody on Facebook right now. But Instagram, yes, you can go ahead and then DM them directly. There's so many wonderful, wonderful um, comments that have come in. I, I know I'm almost out of time and I will go back and read them all. Um, I see <laughs> Leisha on Facebook. Leisha says, thank you for sharing your first chapter with us, Jean. Um, <laughs> Susie says, I love the Russian woman. You did it perfectly. I cheated a little bit because there was another sentence about stuff she was ordering and I couldn't get the accent right. I just could not. She's ended up sounding German, so I had to, I, I, I just did the, uh, the challah, so that was, that was all, um, but thank you for that. But it was, from your comments, I see so many people absolutely loving this book. Linda says, great read. Grace says, sounds so good. Yes, it absolutely is. So make sure you pick up a copy today. You're very welcome, Jean, on Instagram. She says, thank you for having me here, everyone. This is so much fun. It's absolutely our pleasure. Let me show you today's book again, Kissing Kosher, because I know I'm out of time. I'm a tiny bit over. Let me tell you about next week's book, because we are here, Hank and I, of course, every Tuesday. I'll be in Iceland, so I hope I can tune in. But I think I'm on a tour that day, so I don't think I'll be able to. But Hank will certainly be here, and we will be bringing you These Still Black Waters by Christina McDonald. Still and black and very, very dangerous, apparently. Um, this is a thriller, the first in a series, and we can't wait to introduce you to this new book uh, and this new protagonist. It's a Jess Lambert thriller. So let me show you again today's book, Kissing Kosher by Jean Meltzer, out now. Make sure you pick up a copy, check it out at the library. If the library doesn't have it, ask them to bring it in. We love it when you do that. It's absolutely brilliant when you do that for us. And next Tuesday, These Still Black Waters by Christina McDonald. There we go. So that was an exciting round of first chapter fun with um, the alarm thing going off and Facebook not working, but <laughs> it all worked out in the end. So thank you so much for joining us again today. Hopefully we'll see you again next week on Tuesday. So until then, you've watched this before. You know what's coming. Say it with me. Stay safe. Stay kind. And we will see you again on Tuesday. Thank you for watching.